Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. One Silver. Red Slade and Blink Matson had been pretending to sleep in their prison cell for several hours. It was long after midnight, and the town was quiet, when Slade silently rose moved to the other bunk and spoke in a low voice. Blink. I'm awake and waiting. Think it's safe to start work on the lock? Safe as it'll ever be. Get that steel rod out of the seam in your trousers. I did that hours ago. What about the tools and the lining of your boot? Here they are. Good. <laughs> that fool sheriff thought he searched it. I never suspected that tools for picking locks are mighty small and easy to hide. I'll get to work. Blink reached through the bars of the cell door and, with the skill of an expert, went to work on the lock with small, cleverly designed tools of highly tempered steel. Presently, there was a faint click. I got it. I'll open the door slow. Good work. 
The outside door will be a cinch. What about the guard? Still in the same place. I climbed up in my bunk and made sure. He's sitting beneath the cell window to make sure no one tosses anything into us. Probably half asleep. It'll be easy to sneak up on him. We'll tie and gag him, then get the things we need and clear out. Morning found the prisoners gone and the sheriff beside himself with rage. The manhunt was organized and continued all day. Professor Hardy, an archaeologist, and his daughter Marion were interested in the caves that honeycombed the mountains. At sunset, they made camp north of town. (coughs) There, Dad. The tent's pegged down, and I'll have supper ready in a few minutes. Splendid, my dear, splendid. You know, sooner or later, you'll have to admit that I'm an efficient camper. Now, Marion, I had no doubt of your efficiency. Well, then why did it take you so long to decide that I might come with you on this expedition? Because of the danger. Danger? Oh, Dad, we've seen nothing worse than a mountain lion, and I killed that with the first shot. There are perils greater than wild beasts. What are they? Renegades and outlaws. This country is ideally suited for men who are in hiding. There's an ample supply of fish and game. And the many caves... Uh... What is it, Dad? Well, I declare... What do you see? Many creatures flying over that hill. Uh, hand me the binoculars. Here. Well, what are those birds? They're... They're not birds. They're bats. Bats? Thousands of them. This is the time of day when they come out of the caves. Marion... There must be a big cave just beyond the crest of that hill. I must go there at once. But now? Yes, lucky I hadn't unsaddled my horse. Why not wait until morning? In the morning, I might be unable to find the cave. Steady there. Some of the most interesting caves would never have been discovered if bats had not been seen at sunset. What? Coming from a crevice in a rocky wall. Very well. I'll be ready in a moment. No, no. You stay here, Marion. Keep the campfire going. I may need a beacon on my return trip. All right, Dad. Marion, remember this. If someone comes near the camp, take no chances. Killers and renegades take refuge in these mountains. Steady now. Get up there. After the professor was out of sight, the slender girl drew her pistol from the holster and made sure that it was fully loaded. Then she gathered a supply of firewood and prepared to wait. Between the lonely camp in the mountains and the town from which Slade and Blink had fled, there was a ranch owned by Clarabelle Hornblow. It was here that the Lone Ranger lay recovering from a wound. Clarabelle had left the ranch about an hour after supper to spend the evening with neighbors. Thunder Martin, the top hand, took advantage of the opportunity to make himself a pot of coffee. He and Toto were seated at the kitchen table. The Lone Ranger was in a small adjoining bedroom. You know, Tonto, this is the first cup of coffee I've really enjoyed since the Lone Ranger came here wounded. You know, it's a mighty big relief to know he's out of danger. That's right. Me plenty glad. Winnie? I heard a horse stopping out by. Clarabelle can't be back so soon. Clarabelle not wrapping door. Uh, who's there? Wonder what he wants. Uh, come in. Yeah, howdy, Thunder. Evening, Tonto. Oh. Hey. So the kitchen was lighted, so I came to the back door. <laughs> yeah, coffee smells good. <laughs> Are you here friendly? Uh, yes, of course I am. Well, then, sit right down, chair. 
Sit down and have some coffee. Here, use this cup. I got it out for Tonto, but he didn't want coffee. Well, thanks. I'll pour it for you. And, uh, how's your friend getting along, Tonto? A lone ranger better. Soon, him ready to ride. Uh, how soon? Maybe four, five days. Oh, I sort of hoped it would be sooner. The sheriff, the lone ranger, was a mighty sick man. His wound was infected, and he had a roaring fever. Yeah, I know. And over uh, about a week, it was nip and tuck. We thought he was going to die. Sheriff, you need help of a lone ranger? I sure do. You see, Red Slade and Blink Masson have escaped from jail. <laughs> Slade and Blink? Well, well, Sheriff, you were warned about those slick critters. Thunder. Me not know about them. You never heard of Red Slade and Blink Matson Tunnel? No. Well, let me tell you, they're the smartest, slickest crooks that ever drew a dishonest breath. Why, they've been robbing and stealing and swindling people for the past five years. Them killers? Well, I don't know about that. As far as we know, Tonto, they've never committed murder. They depend on trickery rather than violence. How'd they get out of jail? I'll tell what I know. Federal lawman brought Slade and Blink to my office. They asked me to lock him up until arrangements could be made to take him to Austin, where they were to stand trial for mail robbery. Yeah, I know that part, Sheriff. I'm telling Tonto. Oh. I was warned that those crooks were plenty smart. Likewise, you were told that they were expert at picking locks and cracking safes. Do you want to tell it? Uh, oh, no, no, Sheriff, go ahead. I, I don't know what happened after you jailed him. This morning, we found the jail turnkey handcuffed to the chair in his office and gagged with his own bandana. The cell door was unlocked and wide open, and Blink and Slade were gone. Yeah, everyone knew they were expert at picking locks. They picked more than the jail lock. They picked the lock on every livery stable and took out their horses and a pack mule left there by a prospector. Then they went to Peach General Store. Them open lock and store? Yes, they picked the lock on the back door and stole a lot of supplies. They said, are you sure Blink and Slade are the ones who stole the mule and robbed the store? It's a logical deduction. The tracks of the mule were with the tracks of the horses in the dirt behind the store. They needed the mule to carry all their supplies. Now, what them steal from store? Uh, just about what you'd expect by men who are going into hiding. Guns, ammunition, canned food, flour, salt, bacon. And Pete says he took a case of candles. Uh, candles? Yep, a whole case of them. And they stole three big balls of twine. Twine? You mean regular string? Yes, plain white string. String Pete uses to tie up parcels. They took all he had on hand. Uh, crooks take anything else? Uh, Pete doesn't know. Did you try following the tracks of the horses and that mule? Of course. I've been at it all day with a couple of deputies. Uh, which way tracks go? Uh, they went south from town. Uh, that plenty strange. Why? Open plain south from town. There's no place to hide. North from town, there are plenty mountain, plenty good place to hide. Well, those tracks headed south as far as we could follow them. We finally lost them on hard ground. Couldn't find them again. Oh, where are you going, Tonto? Let uh, me go to bedroom, talk to Lone Ranger. Uh, Thunder, yeah? are you sure the Lone Ranger's too weak to ride? It's out of the question, Sheriff. I'd hope he and Tonto could help track down those crooks. How, how far could you follow the tracks? A couple of miles. We lost them half an hour after leaving town. We spent most of the day beating around, hoping to pick up the trail again. Ah, doggone it, Thunder. I'm in real trouble. I'll lose my job if those crooks aren't brought back. Well, how in tarnation could they pick a jail lock? They must have had tools of some kind. I don't know where they got them. We searched them real careful. And I know nothing will smuggle into them. Oh, wait. 
How's our friend, Tonto? Him fine. Is there any chance that he'll be able to ride? Uh, me tell him about robbery. Yeah? And him say, me go with you. Go, go Well, with you. I'll go too. By Juniper Sheriff with Tonto at the cut side, we'll run down those ornery polecats. Uh, no use to look for trail in dark. We start at daybreak. Yeah, whatever you say, Tonto. We search mountains north of town. But the crooks headed south. Well, them steel candles, steel string. That means them plan to hide in plenty big caves. I go, that's right. No cave south of town and plenty cave north in mountains. Then you think they headed south to mislead us. Ah. Then circled around town and headed for the mountains. Ah. All right, Tonto. What you say goes, we'll search the mountains. But it'll be like looking for a needle in a haystack. Early the next morning, the sheriff brought his wife to the ranch to aid in caring for the Lone Ranger. Two deputies also accompanied him to assist in the manhunt. Tonto and Thunder Martin were ready. They rode into the hills with the lawman. The five men rode together for several miles, and then the sheriff signaled a halt. Boys, I've been talking to Tonto. Beyond this point, there's a lot of caves. You said Blink and Slade would probably hide in a cave. That's right. We're likely to find the tracks of their horses almost anywhere. Also the tracks of that pack mule. Yes. And we'll cover more ground if we spread out. Anyone who finds the tracks is a signal by firing a shot. The rest of us will go there. That clear? Right. And let's go. Get up there. Get them them up. When the men spread out, Tonto guided Scout up a rugged, rocky slope to the crest of a hill. As he started down the other side, he saw a slender column of smoke rising from beyond a cluster of boulders. As he advanced, he saw a small tent, the flap of which was closed. He didn't suspect that a panic-stricken girl who held a gun was watching through a slit from inside the tent. Suddenly, a bullet streaked from the tent. Tonto spun to one side and fell to the ground. curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue. Marion Hardy remembered her father's warning that dangerous renegades might be met in the mountain badlands. She fired impulsively and was horrified when Tonto fell. She had not meant to kill. 
The girl was dazed and frightened as she came from the tent. Still gripping the gun, she moved to the side of the man who lay on his back. Tonto's face was good, not evil. Marion was suddenly overwhelmed by remorse. She dropped the gun, knelt beside the Indian, and felt for a heartbeat. I, I didn't mean to kill you. If you're dead, I... Heart's beating. Oh, thank heaven. The girl gave her attention to a wound high on the side of Tonto's head. She was too absorbed to be aware of approaching horsemen until she heard... It's Tonto. What happened to him? Well, I... Where'd you come from? My father and I, we Is were... Tonto dead? No, he's alive. I didn't mean to shoot him. So you shot him? Yes, Hey, I... Terry, bring me my canteen and keep an eye on the girl. Right. Now, this looks like nothing more than a scalp wound. Hey, Thunder, you want me to pour water in a bandana? Yeah, yeah. You, you're wearing a badge. Are you the sheriff? I'm a deputy, man. Oh. That's the sheriff coming over the hill. Another deputy's with him. Yep, here you are, Thunder. Thank you. Is there anything I might do to help? You, you've done enough. Oh. You just stand back until we get around to asking why you shot Toto. <laughs> Tonto regained consciousness soon after the arrival of the sheriff and the second deputy. The bullet had grazed his head and stunned him, but the wound was slight. The sheriff introduced himself and the others and told about the manhunt. Then Marion Hardy told her story. So, after my father left here last night at sunset, I kept the fire burning. I kept it burning all night and all of today. But my father hasn't returned. And you haven't had any sleep? No, I... I've just been waiting and watching. Miss Hardy, your father's a mighty important man. It's more important to find him than it is to find those outlaws. You look for him? Yes. I'll go with you. Now, Miss, you've been a long time without rest. Maybe it'd be better if you stayed here. No, no, Mr. Martin. She might as well go. Well, if you say so. It'll save leaving someone here. Marion rode with Thunder Martin, Tonto, and the three lawmen in the direction her father had taken. The party rode over the crest of a mountain and into the most rugged valley imaginable. There were countless boulders, many of them larger than a two-story house. In many places, the valley's sides were cliffs of rock. Those cliffs... That must be a crevice every 10 or 15 feet. Yeah, any one of those crevices might be the entrance to a tunnel. Yeah, it'll take a year Sundays to investigate them all. Never mind the crevices, just watch the ground for hoof marks. Get up there. The immensity of the valley became more and more apparent as the afternoon waned. Finally, the sheriff signaled a halt. Boys, it's just about sunset. We're not going to be able to cover much more ground before dark. Sheriff, sure, you're not going to quit. No, Miss Hardy, we're not going to quit. We better look for a place to camp for the night. Look! Uh, what, what do you see, Miss? That's over there where I'm pointing. Yeah. Oh, sakes alive, must be thousands of them. My father saw them last evening. That's why he came here. Them come from caves. Yes, that's what Dad said. He came here to look for the cave of the bats. Well, then that's where we want to go. Get up there. Oh, get, get up, up there. there. Get up. Tonto and Thunder led the way, guiding their horses around some of the massive boulders and between others, until they came within view of a section of rocky wall above which bats were flying. Straight ahead, they saw an opening in the wall, and there were hoof marks leading into the opening. Hold your horses back. Don't 
get too close. Don't spoil those hoof prints. That must be the entrance to the cave where Father went. Here, I'll help you down, Miss. Thank you. Now, steady. What about those hoof marks, Tonto? They're more than one horse. More than one horse? Ah. Three, four horse. Or maybe three horse and one mule. A mule? Here, let me look. Steady, boy. I'll know the tracks for the mule that slayed and bleached those. Who? He means the outlaws we were hunting. Oh. Yeah, those look like the tracks. There they are. I'd know the mule tracks anywhere. Two new shoes, two old ones. Mule, three horses go in cave. And none come out. Oh, you, you mean those outlaws are in there? That's right. Unless there's another way out. My father. Someone ride in after outlaws. Me go inside. Well, just a minute, Tonto. If Slade and Blink are inside, they're liable to... We not all go. Someone stay with girl. It better lawman stay here. That's good sense, Tonto. I'll go inside with you. If those poor cats are hiding there, we'll find them. Oh. See what you find. They're string tied here just inside opening. If go back into cave. Then we'll follow the string. Well, just a minute. This is a job for the law. Sheriff, this job for India... After a discussion, the sheriff was persuaded to remain with Marion, while Tonto and Thunder entered the cave to follow the string. If you're not back in half an hour, I'll send the deputies to see what happened. Not good. You ready, Thunder? Let's go. Beyond the entrance, the cave was wider. Tonto and Thunder Martin moved silently through the darkness in single file, each keeping one hand on the guiding string. They made countless turns and, without knowing it, passed many devious branching tunnels. Far ahead of the two men, the string ended in a high-ceiling chamber. The string was tied to a rock, and suspended from the string was a bell. Professor Hardy lay on the stone floor. His hands and feet were tied, and his face looked gaunt in the light of a single candle. Blink and Slade were at his side. Now, listen, Hardy, you might as well eat. I refuse to eat while I'm held captive. Then you'll starve to death. We're staying here for at least a week, maybe longer. We're going to wait until we think the search for us is cold off. We got nothing against you, Hardy. Just as we told you, we got a hard out for a spell. When we're ready to leave, we'll let you go. I doubt that. Sure we will. You're not going to gain anything by starving to death. Don't coax him to eat. Let him starve. That rat at Hardy... Why'd you come here in the first place? You read my credentials? Exploring cave. Blink, the signal. Someone else is feeling his way along the string. Watch, Hardy. In here! Don't let him yell. I got my hand on his mouth. Get a gang. It's faster than I come out. That did it. I'll blow out the candles. Wait till I get the dark lantern lighted. We'll make it fast. There's plenty of time. That cowbell jangles long before anyone gets near enough to see any light from this room. Thanks to all the twists and turns. The lantern's lighted. Now blow out the candle. Now, disconnect that cowbell so it doesn't warn the critter who's coming this way. Right. And stay close to Hardy. If you think he's coming too, give him another rap with your gun barrel. In darkness, the men held guns, and Slade had one hand on the dark lantern, ready to open the shutter and send a beam of light stabbing into the tunnel through which Toto and Thunder were making their way. The Indian and his companion knew that the outlaws were somewhere ahead. Suddenly, a blinding light filled the tunnel. Thunder! What's this? There they are! I know. They're pals of the Lone Ranger. Let them have it! 
Just as the shots were fired, Toto and Thunder leaped back and around a bend. Mr. Chapolecatch, we're calling on you to surrender. Come and get us. We not have to do that. We break string, and you'll never find way out of cave. Now, maybe you don't know that we're holding a mighty important man. His name is Hardy. Professor Hardy. That's what we were afraid of, Tom. A lone ranger wouldn't want you to let a man like Hardy die. Now, Woody. Maybe we should rush him up. Listen to me, both of you. Come in here with your hands up or we'll kill Hardy. And I'm not fooling. You kill man, you hang. We'll take that chance. Thunder, we take big chance. Whatever you say. Don't try to sneak away. You're not in the beam of this light with your hands up in three seconds. You'll hear a shot fired through Hardy's head. We do what you say. Then step into view. Thunder and Tonto half expected to be shot as soon as they appeared in the beam of the lantern. But instead of gunfire, they heard Slade say, Now stand still. Keep one hand high while you unbuckle your gun belts and let them drop to the floor. There was no choice but to obey. That's it. Now walk straight toward this lantern. Toto and Thunder moved ahead until they were within the chamber. With the lantern's beam no longer directly in their eyes, they could see Slade and Blink, the unconscious professor and the horses. You showed good judgment in surrendering. What's your next move, Slade? I'll keep you both covered while Blink ties you. Then we'll ask questions. I want to know how you found this place and who else knows about it. I'll light the candle so we can see better. Good. And before you get the ropes, you'd better hook the cowbell back on the string so we'll have warning if other snoopers come this way. Right. Tonto felt as if a blow had fallen. He had hoped to stall for time until the sheriff's deputies arrived. But now he knew that the bell would give warning. The deputies, too, would be trapped. Don't move the candle. It's good enough where it is. Hang the bell and tie these two. Facing the wall, Tonto realized that he and Thunder had to act. He tensed and waited until he knew that Blink was occupied. No! When Tonto threw himself backward at Slade, the gun exploded close to his ear, but the shot was wild. Blink dropped the bell to charge, but Thunder was turning to meet him. Tonto jabbed Slade in the stomach, then chopped at his gun hand. I'll kill you with my bare hand! You try! Try this, Blink! Blink bent forward from a blow to the stomach. As his chin came down, Thunder Martin's fist came up to meet him. Well, sleep tight, you coyote. Uh, Tonto, oh, you've been taking care of Slade, huh? Uh, him through with fight. Now we tie crooks, and then see why Hardy sleeps. Uh, then let's get out of here with Hardy and the crooks. Sunrise found Tonto at the bedside of his wounded friend. The Lone Ranger was awake and listening with interest to every word of the adventure. So now, Crook's back in jail. Them not escape again. Professor and girl spend two, three day in town. Them go back, explore big cave. The masked man smiled and nodded approval. Me glad you think me do all right. Me hope real soon we ride again. Together.